You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> what up, what up, you ho? Hey, hey. You know what fucking time it is. It's well, well, Villanelle time. And this episode is special. As it sure is. You probably saw us learn on the live last week because this is the very last motherfucking recap, snack, whatever the fuck this is, before, before the, the final fucking episode right. of motherfucking Killing Eve, y'all. Wow! We are here. We did it. Did we do it? I don't know. But this is it, y'all. We are at the end. We're here. We're here. Yes. The penultimate recap before the finale airs. Which we just learned last week, which... I guess the math just weren't mathing because I knew that the finale was the 10th, but I did not put the math together. But there were two episodes left, and they would both be happening on the 10th, but that is what's happening. We have finally reached the end. We know some of you have watched episode 7. You were in the live. You've said things. Things have been said. There were emojis. I saw the emojis. There was a lot of emojis, a lot of indications of what may be and what likely won't be at episode 7. But you know what? We are here because this is our last fucking time to be as clownish as possible, as optimistic as possible. Because there's still time to get the stuff that we want. And ultimately, we have enjoyed two of the best written murderous queer ladies that have ever been on television. And we must give thanks as we are here in the Church of Killing Eve, the Church of Misandry, for this penultimate review. Yes. As we've done earlier in the series, we'd like to say to all the creatives, the Foley team, the everybody merch in the casting crew. Right. Well, well, leave them for last. The merch department. First, first up. <laughs> thank you to Lilith. Thank you to Phoebe. Thank you to Sally, Emerald, Suzanne, Laura, Kaylee. You too, bitch, because you're bringing the gay this season. All the cast and crew. Everybody up in there to grip craft services. Whoever did all the clappers, we remember That's you right. guys. This has been quite the roller coaster. It has a presidency's worth of. Shenanigans? Stress? Actually, yes. Gay drama? Actually, yes. Bad takes? Mother daughter? Oh, we cannot forget mother daughter. We cannot forget the queer baiting allegations, but we beat those allegations. We sure did. Series two? It's been a lot, and this fandom has been a lot, but you know what? I'm truly gonna miss y'all. I'm gonna miss the ridiculousness that would happen from week to week and the sheer obsession that we had about these queer ladies. I wonder, are many of you gonna stick around the fandom? What are you gonna do? Are you just done? Are the stand accounts over? Are you guys deleting? When the last episode airs, or what's happening? Somebody write in and let me to fuck now. Because I haven't been on Twitter, really. I don't know what y'all talking about, but I'm curious. What are the plans after everything's done? I feel like some people may deactivate, but others are going to be waiting in the wings with Killing Eve still hot in the search bar. Because just because the episodes are over doesn't mean that the article writers are not finished with their thoughts. They'll maybe wake up to come to new realizations. Maybe those queers were right all along. And then they'll write their articles. And then we'll be like, we told you. <laughs> This is what we've been saying. Right, because it's been gay. It's been really gay <laughs> the entire time. And people have tried to gaslight us with a head perspective, but we have beaten all those head allegations. And it doesn't matter. But if like happens in the final episode, the queerness of Killing Eve remains forevermore. And we love it. We love it for ourselves. We love it for them, everyone involved in Killing Eve. And you know what, y'all? Like I said earlier, there is still time to get everything there we want. Is. So what are the things we want? I know what I want. Number one, I love speech. I love speech between even Villanelle. These bitches really need to talk. They really need Fair. to be direct with each other about their wants and desires. A dual murder baptism, complete with oath faces, not just one or the other, okay. both at the same time, enjoying each other, enjoying the murder. A kiss, God damn it, motherfucking kiss. Come on, like. Louder, Kaylee, don't do this to me. Misandry shenanigans. Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, Murder, yes. mayhem, gay mess. Witty, flirty banter. Because, of course, a la those arguments, like old married couple arguments they were having in series mm -hmm. two uh -huh, about uh -huh. gadgets. I want this gun. No, I want this gun. Argue over weapons, something like that. And lastly, but not leastly, the motherfucking smash. Y'all oh, already know. That's the that, motherfucking smash. That's the top. The you motherfucking already know. Smash. You know. You know this. Because now is the time, all right? You guys can pass Emerald. I don't think you're there yet, but if you want to pass Emerald's time that she spent with Eve and Villanelle, it has to happen in episode eight. There's no promises, there's nothing there that we can look for, thanks to everyone warning us in the live for episode seven, so episode eight is on you, bitch. This is like being in Vegas 
and having all your fucking chips and being like, let right. it all ride. Yes. You just take all the chips and you're like, fuck it. Yep. Black 18. And <sighs> what happens, happens. Yep. Either we hit tremendously or we're just sitting at that table with our clown makeup contour. The clown makeup stays on. Oh, yeah. Whether or not it's on theme for relevancy or if it's just an accessory. Like, oh, I'm wearing clown makeup, but I am not truly a clown today. We don't know yet. The clown makeup's too kicked on. It's been kicked on for years. Uh, oh, yes. It's, Can't get it off. Yeah, at this point, it's just it's my face. <laughs> I'm feeling like like my makeup out here looking like Betty Davis and whatever happened to Baby Jane. Oh, ooh. That's my oh. clown makeup contour. Right! We're going with the black and white levels. It is kicked on. It's a bit streaky. You know, it's seen better days. But there it remains. I don't know why I was about to break into that song. That's ridiculous. Uh, Nicole Kidman, bless your heart. But yes, this is us. You already know. Us clowns. We have stuck it out. Uh, six episodes through in series four. With this one titled, Oh Goody, I'm the Winner. This was written by Kaylee and also a consulting producer. I have to keep giving you that now because I saw it again in the credits. So, you know, good on you. And Emily Atef as director. Cool. Another lady director. Love to see it. All right. So this episode opens up with Eve and Villanelle and Pam and Constantine all in the same place, presumably in Pam or Constantine's room. Considering that plaid shirt that Eve uses later in the episode, potentially Constantine's, and Villanelle is on the bed. And the scene opens with Eve and Constantine arguing as Pam is cutting Villanelle's shirt off to get at the arrow to take that bitch out. It is very large, very jaunty, and Eve is talking all frantically and concerned for Villanelle's well-being while Constantine is advocating for Pam's skills in biology, which she certainly has. Yes, it, it wasn't until I saw how this episode opened that I thought about how the last episode ended because I didn't understand initially the shot where we seem to have been going up into the sky and looking onward to some beachfront and water. And I was like, well, maybe that was just, that was Villanelle's sense of uh, alertness and consciousness. <laughs> and as it escaped, and she decided to look at herself in third person and just be on the astral jaunt until somebody was able to get her some version of relief. Because we do wake up to Villanelle. Like, she's sort of rejoining everyone while Eve is berating Constantine. Like, an out-of-body experience. And so Villanelle was out of body after the arrow. And then she got back into her body oh. as the episode opened while well, Eve was yelling and berating at Constantine. It can be anything you want it to be because uh, killing Eve lightly won't fill in the blanks. I definitely did not get Villanelle leaving her body at all. If anything, she was faking being passed out to get those cuddles, but sure, why not? Goes like to Villanelle, <laughs> left the body, and floated over Margate before returning to her body. But yeah, we're in the room, and Eve and Constant are arguing, and Eve is worried about artery damage if Pam is to both just pull it out. Villanelle eventually asks to see what is going on with her in the wound. Eve is like, hell no, because it's probably not a good idea. Constantine is like, here. It looks disgusting, bitch, because he doesn't care. He's ridiculous. And Villanelle immediately freaks out, like, get it the fuck out of me. And Eve is like, see, I told you we need a hospital, old man. And of course, Constantine is like, no fucking hospitals. Absolutely no way. No. And Villanelle interjects like, wait a minute, why is this whole Eve here? I don't even want her here. Eve, can <laughs> you just like, why, why are you here, Eve? And Pam is just like, bitches, everybody be quiet. All you hoes be <laughs> fucking quiet because I'm trying to fucking focus and she needs that focus to save Villanelle and she gives Villanelle a spoon to bite down on tells her to breathe slowly because you know the faster you breathe your heart pumps blood faster and this bitch doesn't need to bleed out any faster than she already fucking is and then she goes to take the arrow and so Eve naturally rushes to Villanelle's side very pressed to help ease the pain and hold her hand and she's telling Villanelle just to squeeze down and Villanelle rips that hand away as I predicted because she's like hell no but Eve makes sure to get that hand right the fuck back and and Pam is like, I'm going to count to three. She starts to do it, but she pulls that giant arrow out at two. Ooh. Says, surprises are better. And Villanelle screams, of course. Mm. Eve is there for support and a squeeze. And Villanelle takes that squeeze. And because Pam has to try and sterilize what's happening, she does that with some booze. Mm -hmm. There's some more screaming, some more squeezing. Eve is making an empathizing face. And we see Villanelle notice the hand and take it all in. Before we cut to the Killing Eve title card for this episode. Yes. And then we get another title card that says we're in Brandenburg, Berlin. And we are back in the fucking woods with Carolyn and Lars at the cabin. Yes, in this conversation, the things of note would be the fact that, yes, uh, Carolyn is once again getting dragged for her journey. He says, oh yeah, you look at you over here 
you defected from MI6. You're over here trying to work with the Russians. Like, why should anybody trust you? Because you, you like, ultimately, like, you're in the spot of not having any sort of bartering power. You have no no leverage to speak of, and you're, you're here on your high and mighty. First off, how did you even get here? How did you get here? And she's like, well, you know, Carlina. You know, she's not only a bad author she's also best spy. like i don't i don't get why you were in vague with her at any point but let's get to why i'm here someone wants you dead i don't know if you've noticed but a bunch of your colleagues have been turning up dead and i feel like you would want to know that someone's out to get you but at the same time i'm here because i want to know something i want to know who was responsible for the death of my son at first he tries to play it off as you know it's collateral damage you know the same thing that happened with your father she's like no i get that but no not my son I want a name. Of course, he's sitting on information. He's not going to act like he knows it or that he's ready to give it. He instead says, T's over there, two sugars. And I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing? And Karen's like, oh, am I to make this tea? And I'm like, why? Why, oh, why? Why? Carolyn, we do it bad, Carolyn. Yeah, that exchange was something. Carolyn goes to make the tea after catching up with Lars, and then we are back at the hotel with Pam, Eve, Villanelle, and Constantine, and Villanelle is still laying on her back, and Constantine is just looking at everything like, so gun found you first, huh, bitch? Villanelle's like, this was gun? This that bitch gun? I just found out her name, and she already fucking shot a hoe? And Constantine kind of has this half-proud smile. Like, yeah, for sure, this is gun's work. He knows gun's work. He definitely trained gun and then eve cuts in and she's like it's because of me and it's ridiculous and hilarious because it is because of eve but villanelle's like huh why and eve has this like bashful look of sapphic shame and it's just like she's punishing me <laughs> knowing damn well she enjoyed every fucking attempt of Alain to punish her up until mm-hmm. it started to involve Villanelle. But Villanelle, not knowing any of the ridiculous shenanigans that Eva's been up to, is just like, please, okay, girl, no. Get over yourself. I'm over the only yourself. sapphic murderer who's obsessed <laughs> enough with you to try and punish you with murder attempts. But actually, this is Alain's second attempt at punishing because she was totally there for Nico's forking. She gave Dosh the plan. She said, fork that bitch. Uh-huh. And here she is again, putting an object through the body of of a lover of Eve, and I'm loath to call Nico a lover, but he was a husband. But this is actually Elaine's second time that she's fucking with Eve like this. And after yes. Villanelle says that, Eve gets up all annoyed, like, bitch, you have no idea what I've been doing. <laughs> actually, a little bit of jaunt starts to return, and Villanelle continues that it's because she didn't finish a job that she was given from Elaine. And Constantine, being the smart murder dad that he is, it's like, or, or it's both. It could be both, just like the meme. And he adds that Elaine likes to kill two birds with one fucking stone. Or in this case, <laughs> an arrow. That's right, an arrow. And then Pam, done with the arrow, has the arrowhead that she pulled out, gives it to Villanelle. And Villanelle's like, by the way, Pam, hey, look, I'm (laughs) impressed, bitch. I am truly impressed. Thank you. And Pam is being humble and shit, just says it was a flesh wound. And I'm just like, Pam, why can't this be your job for assassins like that old man in John Wick? Just be that person that repairs people. But the 12 is so disorganized. I don't know. They honestly care. I cannot. She also tells Villanelle that she was a very lucky, to which Constantine starts laughing like, ha, luck, bitch, this is gun. If gun missed, it was intentional. Pam then asked him about his antibiotics, if he got any for his ear infection. He's like, I did. And Pam's like, good, give those up because Villanelle's going to need them. And he's like, whoa, whoa, what about my ear though? What about me, bitch? What the fuck? And Eve jumps in like, fuck your ear, Constantine. We need them. Give them to Villanelle now. So Constantine <laughs> is being ganged up on, bullied. And it's for Villanelle's well-being. And I'm not mad at it. It was, I loved it mostly because it's, Constantine, with those millions that you stole, you can't just go and get more antibiotics. Like, this is not the hill to, to fight right now. So just give them up. Let them go and let them be applied to where they need it. Well, he's not in the mood to let things go because he continues with Eve. Essentially, like, not you talking, ho, because are you even going to apologize for shooting me, bitch? Like, remember you shot a bitch? Remember? Last time I saw you, you fucking shot me. You committed a crime. And Villanelle's obviously tickled. And she's like, hold up. She shot you. Like, that's my girl. And Eve is like, yes. yes. <laughs> at the same time as Constantine. And then they kind of look at each other and it's peak Killing Eve comedy. And then Eve is like, well, barely. Barely, just in the hand. Just a little piece of gunshot wound. Like, Eve is a gunshot wound, but I get it. You have levels. And Constantine reminds her that it's an extremely painful place to get shot in the hand. And it is. The hand has a lot of nerves. And mm-hmm. he fucks some shit up in there. He's still mad. He has every right to be mad. And Eve is like, I don't give a fuck. Because her face just says, oh, well, I'm sure it did hurt. You got me there, bitch. But the way that I don't care, Constantine, Eve is giving all that in her face and then we leave that scene on Villanelle's mischievous smile as she delights in hearing just a little bit about what Eve has been up to while they've been away. While she's been in the cloister doing her shenanigans, Eve has been up to plenty fucking shenanigans as Mm -hmm. we fucking know. I was randomly thinking of that suits you all the way back, way back in the day and it's like, oh, look at you. 
over here applying pressure with the blah, 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 blah. I mean, we didn't hear about Ducati, but but there's still time for that. And I'll be definitely bringing up Ducati after this. But after we get that spot, we are back in Berlin. And Carolyn's out. They, they already have their tea. But she's um she's over by the bookshelf. He he tries to say something. She's holding a book about acupuncture. And he says something rather condescending. Because he's been condescending the whole time he's talking to Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And he says something about invisible meridians, which has to do with acupuncture. And is acting as though he's educating a bitch. And he is not educating a bitch. And she lets him know. I know. Know what acupuncture is, bitch. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. And she just wants to know: Was it you? Was it you? Did you order Kenny's death? Was it you? And he plays a little bit of a game, but ultimately is like, no, no, it was not me. He still wants to know who this is that's after him that is trying to kill him. And she says, "Well, I already told you I want a name, so it'll be a name for a name." And then he's like, "All right, well, all right. Let's say I do give you a name. I mean, can I even be trusted, really?" Like, and she's, like, seriously thinking about... But he also points out that she's desperate before he says that. Ooh, he points out that she's only there because she has no other options, which is him dragging Carolyn to filth because she is the most down bad that she's ever been. And she is very desperate, so doesn't really have much leverage except for Elen's name, which he actually gives up as he continues to pressure her about it. And with the admission of the name, and he wants to know why she wants to kill him, and so he decides, so you're going to go and find out why she wants to kill me. I'll make the call and you will meet with her and then you'll do this because you want the information that you want. And that's like, wow. So now you're going to be held. <sighs> this is going to be the carrot that's at the end of the stick that's going to be held out in front of you, Carolyn. It seems to be. So she tells him to make the call because, you know, rock and hard place. So. Yep. And that's after many sexist lines, once again, by Lars, where he's being diminutive, um, mm-hmm. reductive about the fact that it's a woman. And Carolyn comments as such, like, are you surprised it's a woman? A vagina is supposed to be like an invisibility, invisibility cloak. cloak. Yeah. So their quips are going back and forth and neither of them seems to like the other very much and then we're back at the hotel with Pam and Constantine having gone somewhere and Eve is just watching Villanelle sleep it was very sweet just sitting there staring contemplating praying to Sappho no doubt as she thinks about all of her recent shitty choices until Villanelle finally stirs and she starts to writhe in pain a little bit and Eve immediately sits up distressed and quickly goes to assist her goes to the closet pulls out some plaid shirt that is probably Constantine's and it's at that moment that Villanelle realizes that bitch is still in the room and she's like watching Eve while Eve approaches her and Villanelle has this little smile but tells that hoe to go away she's like get out of here and because Eve is Eve she does not listen and Mm -hmm. thank god she doesn't listen she just sits on the bed and asks Villanelle how it feels Villanelle replies that she was stitched up with a sewing kit from a Christmas (laughs) cracker bitch so what the fuck do you think and Eve smiles because true that, true that. Not the best stitch job. And they just kind of stare at each other again for some extended seconds until Villanelle is like, I'm serious, Eve. I said leave. I meant that shit. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see your pretty locks. I don't want to have to look. But then she grunts in pain. Once again, as she tries to move, and Eve, of course, immediately is like, no, 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 baby. Let me help you. Come over here. Okay, you can't come over here. I'll go over there. And she shirks off that motherfucking towel from Villanelle, and she helps her to sit up. And Sandra O oh is giving expert concerned face in this time. She tries to give her the shirt, and Villanelle's not having that shit. She's like, let me just like put this on. And Villanelle's like, I can do it myself. Right. right. Like I a toddler. I right. can do it myself, mom. I don't right. need your help. But then suffers. Even though Eve relents and she's like, okay, all right, you can do it yourself. And she sets the shirt down for her to do it herself while being very respectful and not just staring at the boobs because they're there to be stared at. And Villanelle starts to struggle putting on that damn shirt, one sleeve at a time. Tries to use her fucking teeth. It is a shit show. She is grunting in pain. It's really bad. And Eve is watching like, girl, please. <laughs> Until she can't take it anymore. And then she does help Villanelle very slowly, very gently. Move her arm into the sleeve and Villanelle lets her do it. It's another oh yes moment between the two of them. It's extremely sweet because you can only be stubborn for so fucking long when you're in pain. And then Eve starts to caress this bitch face and move the hair out of her eyes all soft and shit. And you can see Villanelle is falling the fuck apart internally. She's like, this is why I told you to leave. I didn't (laughs) sign up for this. I didn't sign up for caresses and staring, longing. What is this, desire? And you know that this is all Villanelle has wanted for so very long. That the defenses were starting to fucking fall bit by bit. They were coming the fuck down with each fucking caress and each button of the shirt that Eve was attending to. And that's why she actually tries to talk to a hoe. That's why I think she tries to talk to Eve because Eve was breaking down defenses with the touch like she should, like we needed, but then she messes up. Because after Villanelle fucking speaks and is like, okay, so you have me arrested. 
I will talk to you. Instead of telling you to get out, I will try and talk to you. Mm -hmm. And Eve is like, well, I thought locking you away would be good for me. And Villanelle's like, was it? Was it good for you? And it's literally this moment, the time, this place <sighs> that Eve should have said something. That the writers should have said something through Eve, but no. No, friends. Clowns. We do not get anything. We we only get Pregnant the sound of, of Bill playing in the background because it's been playing during Pregnant the scene. Pause. And it's Eve, right, just just letting the question just float. She lets it land. She leaves her on red. It is very rude. It is heartbreaking. In fact, she finishes up those buttons for the shirt and says nothing. She says nothing. And when she's done with the shirt, she's just like, there. Like, I'm done. There. I did the buttons. And Villanelle totally has a tear hovering in this moment. Kudos to Jody for holding on to that tear in her eyeball because I saw it. She's hanging in the fucking balance. And Eve adds, suits you. So she tries to give a little fucking compliment at the end, but it's too late, bitch. We don't care about how you think Villanelle looks good in flannel because after that, she follows it with her bullshit about the 12. She's like, so Elena's going to try and kill you again. She doesn't say anything emotional, doesn't say anything vulnerable, doesn't say anything true about how she feels about Villanelle. Instead, she deflects to Elena and the 12 and that whole bullshit shit and Villanelle is not trying to hear it naturally she gets up pain and all she fuck sure it did. she's like I'm out of here Eve wants to know where the fuck she's going because it is foolish to just leave but she's like I'd rather be a fucking fool than be here with you listening to you talk about the 12 I got to go bitch and Eve tells her not to be ridiculous but Villanelle leaves anyway and leaves her in the hotel room to think about her ridiculous choices once again mm -hmm. And somewhere not in the too far distance, we are cut to Pam and Constantin, who are sitting, uh, are they eating? I want to say they're sitting. They're having lunch they're at a restaurant having lunch. by the beach. Constantin's bringing up the fact that, yes, they read, she thinks she's ready. He's assessing somewhat how Pam's temperament is doing, trying to get a little under her skin to just understand the gravity of what she's stepping into this is it's this it's gonna be real for you at this point now you know once you kill for the 12 there's no going back he lets her know that the thing that just happened with villanelle you know soon it'll be me talking about himself and he said and then after that it'll be you and pam's like no 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 no, no, no. so it's not gonna be me because i'm going to play by the rules yeah he also asked her if she has a plan that she's working on in terms of the kill because apparently creativity is appreciated and preferred by the 12 and she says she's working on it and that scene basically ends with them sipping their drinks and looking at each other and then we're back to villanelle walking very slowly and weakly as Eve rides up on her honking in the mobility scooter. Eve is back on her bullshit and I love her for it. Pulls up to that bitch like, hey, wanna ride? And Villanelle is visibly annoyed, but I'm sure she still thinks Eve is cute as fuck with her relentless behavior because she's being brave Villanelle. And she should be relentless because she has a lot to atone for. Villanelle says no to the bride and Eve is like, okay, but did you know you could just get these at supermarkets? They're like trolleys and it's like, Eve, they're supposed to stay over there by the supermarket. Mm -hmm. I feel like you took this from a place that was a jaunty distance away. You don't fucking care because you commit crimes every day. There's only silence because Villanelle's fucking pouting. So Eve keeps rolling along on her little mobility scooter, honking again like, come on, <laughs> it's fun. Villanelle totally looks like she wants to get off, but damn it, pride, bitch. A bitch has her fucking pride, so she is not going to get on that fucking scooter. And Eve eventually adds, I thought you were lost there for a minute. And it's like she knows what she's doing. She knows she says some real shit. She will get a bitch's attention. And at this, Villanelle actually turns the fuck around in a huff. And she's like, and? And? Because I, I was surely trying to talk to you five minutes ago right. at a fucking hotel. Right. And you said some shit about Elaine. So, and? And what does that mean? And Eve, once again, she's giving you an opening. Take it. She wants to forgive you and smell your skin. But all Eve can manage is, I didn't like it. And we're thinking, okay, Eve, follow that up with why you didn't like right. it. How were you feeling? But no, this bitch says, okay, so do you know who Lars is? Do you know Lars? <sighs> he's high up in the 12. He's connected to Carolyn. I mean, uh. maybe she's at the top. I don't know. You know how we were talking about Carolyn? Could be at the top. I think she's totally at the top. I have an address anyway. It's a squat in Berlin. And before she can go on with her bullshit, she stops talking because Villanelle has resumed walking. And she's like, oh, hell no. She tries to add, like, Villanelle, look, I know it's going to end badly, but we just can't walk away. I mean, you could, Eve, but Eve is determined and Villanelle is pissed. And she replies that she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care because she has her own shit. Mm -hmm. She has her own stuff that she's trying to do. She's not concerned with Eve's bullshit right now. And it's sad because Eve is Eve. Eve! Way to fumble the bag and block your own O's. I guess we have to watch Villanelle do it in series two. So we are watching you do it in the final fucking series for some fucking parody. <sighs> and it ultimately ends with Villanelle shouting at Eve to just go. Just go ahead and go. Like that little boy in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and so Eve ultimately acquiesces and she says, okay. She gets up and she's like, the brakes are a little 
because of course she's leaving the scooter. Villanelle, because she know that bitch need a ride. And Villanelle looks at Eve walking away. And she's probably a little like, bitch, you really leaving? <laughs> bitch, you leaving? But also leave. Get the fuck out of here. And Eve is walking away with her shoulders slumped like, what's the point? It's a typical Eve Palashri. No sense. You could totally turn back around mm -hmm. and change the situation, but you're not going to do it. So Eve walks off. I continue to wonder why she's like this. But Villanelle does take that damn scooter because she needs it. She rides off, taking one <laughs> last look in Eve's direction, probably shaking her head like, God. Because Eve is, in fact, leaving. And then, oh, we are with Eve. We are with Eve, who's on the phone with yes. the damn foe. She's with foe, asking him to remind her why she's doing this again. And, of course, he's, Girl? he's bothered because he's like, why are you doing what? Why are you left me in London? Why? <laughs> he's like, he said abducting minors. He he's like, look, I'm still stuck on Chloe. I'm still stuck on the fact you took a child, Eve. We never talked about that. And she's like, all of it. The abducting of the minors, the leaving you in London. Why am I doing it, foe? <laughs> because foe has all the answers. And he says, it's the 12. It's Bill. It's Kenny. That time they forked your husband in the throat. It's like, ah, yes, foe. Keep reminding us how you know everything. Every mm -hmm. little detail mm -hmm. about Eve Palastri's life. You have it. And then Eve is like, I can't believe I believed her. And foe astutely is like Villanelle. Because he's feeling away. If I was foe, I'd be jealous as hell, Villanelle. And quickly she's like, no, 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 no. It's so not Villanelle. Because it's Carolyn. Eve is convinced that Carolyn's in the fucking 12. An original 12 member who has played her since the very first moment they met. And she knocked on a bitch front door. It was like, give an excuse to your husband. Let's go to the deli. And I'm gonna teach you how to be a misandra spy. Foe's just like, yeah. So Carolyn should probably go to Vegas. Mm -hmm. And bet lots of money. It's like, Carolyn already runs a poker ring. She Maybe sure not did. now, because she probably told all her friends to fuck off oh, yeah. during her depression. But Carolyn would absolutely clean up and does at poker parties. And then he does what Foe does. He's like, all right, let me try to find her for you, Eve. Because that's all I do is find things and give you things and give you information. Eve says, thank you. And the scene just ends with her looking at the ocean. Thinking of Villanelle, probably. And her shitty choices, no doubt. Because there are so many. Cascading right now, Eve. A cascade of bad choices. Why? Whew. And then that scene, it cuts to Villanelle, who is on basically still like the pier structure. She didn't get it's too like a far. Boardwalk. Right. She didn't get too far with her. Uh... Or maybe she did. Or right, or maybe she did. We saw her going like, can be like a, a mile line. and a half an hour, yeah. maybe two miles. But she probably revved it up after we hard cut. She might have. And so she's now at this structure. She is sitting. She's slumped over because she is not feeling all right. And someone uh, speaks to her from the other side of the structure. And it's gun. It's gun. Let's well, not we draw learn, it out. Let's not draw gun. it out. It's gun. She's like, you all Stop right? Gun. She's like, my head hurts. And she's like, here's some uh, pills. And I'm like, wow, you just pills from strangers. I, I, they hard up. Right, right. No, you're right. You're right. I initially had my reservations for it, but you know what? Kindness from strangers. Thanks. Yeah, I don't know. Gun did not look especially large in this first scene, but definitely larger than Villanelle. So who knows what's really good with Ferdane's height. But at this point, I was like, okay, Gun, you want some bullshit because this means you have a plan, bitch. This means that you made a plan once you got the go from Alain to kill this bitch. And I would have to guess that you knew about Villanelle beforehand, whether it's from Constantine, whether it's just 12 shenanigans and the way that Villanelle's name probably gets the fuck around because she does a lot of gay mess that this scene told to me that Gun knew Villanelle was and she decided at that moment this is the time to make my move on Villanelle because I don't want her dead and so plot 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 here's my note in these pills because you don't just have fucking pills and a note no, and right. addresses unless you have a fucking plan so already my antenna going up on fucking gun like what are you doing and what sapphic drama will you be bringing to this fucking show and then we see Villanelle standing in front of a soul food music restaurant drinking her water and then she opens those pills to find the note from gun yep and the note reads H wants you dead I don't uh, Hotel Staatsman. Berlin. Yes, Berlin. Mm. Signed gun with two N's. And Villanelle looks both pleased and perplexed with this development. She then decides to call Eve because, you know, why not? And she's not really that mad. I'm convinced at this point. Not yet. Not yet. She's not that mad, but she's still petty. And she asks Eve, like, so you said the squat was in Berlin. And Eve is like, yes, not you calling me. And Villanelle's like, yeah, so, so is Carolyn. So, you know, she's there looking for Lars in case you wanted to know. And of course, Eve is like, wait, what? How do, how do you know about this bitch, Lars? <laughs> and it's over. It's over because that's all she's going to get because Villanelle mm. hangs up that phone. She's got shit to do and plans to execute. And then we get another title card to Bermondsey or Bermondsey, London. Yes. And we start the scene and all you hear is a voice going, sandwiches. It's very clearly it Fernanda. Very, very recognizable it voice. Very clearly oh, Fernanda. Fernanda. 
And Pam is uh, entering the scene as well. She has a t-shirt from the same company selling the sandwiches, but she has her jacket covering herself in a very modest way. Fernanda is very, um, I don't, I, it's bubbly. Her energy's bubbly. It's it's warm. She's it's inviting. Job. Right. She's doing her job. So she's yelling. Preferably extroverts yeah. are the people who yeah, are trying to get people the word on the street. And Fernanda for. is an extrovert. No, yeah. So she is doing her job. She's yelling out sandwiches. She's talking about meatballs. She's saying they're the best balls in town. It's bit ridiculous and when she sees Pam walk up she's like hey baby you knew mm-hmm. and Pam is like yes and she immediately goes to hug Pam because Fernanda is a nice person she welcomes her aboard says that she's cute and goes back to selling her damn sandwiches talk about the best balls in town and it's like mm. she gestures for Pam to join in and Pam barely tries. I don't mm-hmm. even know if we can call it that. And Fernanda's still out here yelling about fiery beef, fiery beef. And Pam is, she has groceries. She's like, girl, I'm blushing. I don't <laughs> like the way we have to advertise. I don't like what's happening here. Fernanda's like, are you shy? Right. Pam's like, a bit, a little bit, a bit it- shy. And that's when she opens up Pam's jacket. She's like, boom, let's show the tatas. Boom, this is how you do it. This is how I do it, chica. Open this shit up. She's like, don't worry, you're going to be great. And Pam is like, excuse me. And she readjusts that jacket. She's like, what I don't do is show off these tatas. If people going to eat this meatball sub, girl, they going to get it with the jacket closed. And it was hilarious how quickly she closed that damn jacket. And Fernanda's regaling her with her horrible tale of heartbreak. Uh-huh. Her shitty fucking life about how she's been alone in the country. She said I came to this country no money. without a dime to my name. I was like, baby, and look at me no. now, baby. Look at me now. She's like, I have a fucking job. I'm fucking employed. All right? I had a free fucking coffee this morning. And my mama's coming to visit me. And I love my mama. And by the oh. time Pam hears this, she's like, oh, no. Not a mama. Not her loving her mom. That's the last thing she needed to hear to prepare for this kill. So it's clear that Pam is thinking, holy shit. She's having second thoughts. It's no good. And she takes a moment to step the fuck away and call motherfucking Constantine, who we see her calling in the next scene. And Pam is confused when she calls Constantine, like, yo, are you sure this is the one? Because, you know, like, she's nice and shit. And of course, Constantine starts laughing like, bitch, bitch, this is, like, you are trying to be an assassin. What are you concerned about what's nice? And Pam is trying to be like, but what did she do wrong? Like, will she know <laughs> what she did wrong when I murked this bitch? And Constantine is like, look, bro, that's not your job. We don't get paid to think or ask questions. We get right. paid to do. Right. To do the job. It's not nice, but it's necessary. And Pam is sad because Fernanda's not what she expected. She would prefer a bitch. She would prefer an obvious villain. And instead she got upbeat fucking Fernanda who wants her to show of her tatas. But, but she shan't. No, nah, I know. But Constant gives her an ultimatum. He's like, either do it or not. He's <laughs> like, walk away now or kill her. Like, it's your call. But you got to choose. Either you're trying to be an assassin for the 12 or you're trying to be something else. Pam ultimately hangs up the phone to think about her life and her choices. And we hear in the distance before the scene ends, Fernanda still selling those damn sandwiches mm-hmm. because she's a dedicated employee. And then we get another title card back to Berlin, Kreuzberg. The place of the old fucking squad is the title card. And we see Carolyn meeting up with Elen in place of Lars. And it's going to be a lady villain jaunt off in this fucking scene. We see some dude unlocking a gate. He lets Carolyn in and she she asked him if it was still a squat, and he says that it hasn't been for years, which sadly is the case for a lot of places where people could squat yeah. old mansions. I would say across Europe because I won't say the location, but I definitely have some experiences meeting some jaunty folks in squats across Barcelona and various places. But yeah, we see Elen waiting in her car because she sees Carolyn has fucking arrived and she's annoyed because she's like, not this bitch. I asked for <laughs> Lars. I wanted Lars. Carolyn comments about how it's only been a minute that she's been there and the dude motions to where Elen is. He's like, you're probably waiting for this hoe. Elen gets out the car. She already got some energy to her. And Carolyn takes some very misandry-like strides uh-huh. in Elaine's direction. Elaine has to comment on those fucking strides. She's like, bitch, that's a big-ass stride, girl. Mm-hmm. I like it. And Carolyn's like, that's funny, because my daddy said the same thing. And uh, Elena's like, mm, that's cute. But you know what? You have a nasty habit of scuppering a bitch plants. The way I be trying to do stuff. And then I realized Carolyn Martins is involved in Invagled. It pisses me off. And Carolyn's like, oh yeah, you want me dead though, right? Because that was totally a thing. Because I totally ran into Villanelle. And I know that was you. Elena's like, well, that's you know, nothing that can't be solved, bitch. Like, you don't have to be killed by me. Like, you could work with me. It's clearly what she's implying. They're going back and forth with these smiles and smirks. And Carolyn's like, okay, I'll watch my back. If you're saying that there's like a, a little peace moratorium, a truce. For the sake of this conversation, where you're not going to try to kill me, fantastic. And so she sits down. And Elen sits down after her, talks about how excited she was when she received the call from Laws because it was nice to be noticed. And I just love the way Camille Katin is playing this whole scene. But then she's like, but you showing up, Miss Maltins, now that is a real treat. Carolyn's smiling like, I know it is, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> I used to be somebody. And I'm sorry to have to say that for you, Carolyn, because the way it is past tense in these recent episodes, but your legend is still legend, and Ellen clearly respects it. So Ellen has burning questions on her mind, and she wants to know, first off, if Carolyn is one of them. <laughs> She's like, one of us, one of us. Carolyn, are you one of us? And in true Miss Malton's fashion, she deflects that fucking question with a Snapple, Snapple fact, fact about right. herself. And she's like, so sorry. I just had a very vivid memory of throwing up over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolyn. And Elena's is like, okay, bitch. So you've been here before. You clearly get around, bitch. You clearly have been everywhere there is to be. Carolyn says it was a long time ago, and she was dared to down an entire bottle of crot liquor, or whatever she called that, and that she was spinning around in circles, which is bad when you're drunk, Carolyn. Oh, yeah. And that would explain why you vomited like Mount Vesuvius, in your words. I'm sure it was not pretty. And then after that, Carolyn's like, well, you know, now that the little chit-chat is done, it's out of the way, uh, tell me, why are you targeting Lars? What the fuck do you want with Lars? Elena's like, better question, why the fuck are you doing his dirty work, girl? I thought better of you. Why are you over here for Lars? And Carolyn, trying to keep some pride and some jaunt in herself, is like, how do you know he's not doing it for me? How do you know he's not doing my dirty work? And it's like, okay, touche, bitch. I guess I don't know. So Elena just jumps to wanting the name of his superior. She's like, yo, he could give me the name of who the fuck he works for willingly or it will be taken by force. And I loved the delivery from Camille with this because she meant that shit. And then she's like, oh, so she are you familiar with my work, bitch? I know you saw the photos. You're familiar with what I do. And Carolyn's like, yes, bitch. I see you have sort of a foot fetish. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Very nice touch. <laughs> very nice touch what you do. And Len's like, thank you. Thank you very much. That means a lot. Coming from you. Yeah, Smart that's right. Mm -hmm. You know, a misandry bitch, a misandry OG like you means a lot. And they smile at each other for a moment. Then Elaine makes a fucking comment that her daddy knew Carolyn's daddy. And then Carolyn has a moment of recognition like, hold up, that's not you, is it? It is you, Jacques' daughter. Jacques, <laughs> oh my goodness. And Elaine's like, yes, bitch, it's me. Apparently, Carolyn's daddy loved Elaine's daddy and they had a whole fucking thing. Ellen is like, yeah, it strikes me that we are actually quite fucking similar. We are next generations of our ridiculous daddies that were jaunting along in this world of spy stuff and espionage. Oh, right, right. And she adds that they're both masters of their own games. And Caroline clarifies, yes, but in very different rules because they do play by different rules. But do we, Caroline? I'm not sure. And then Ellen wants to know why she's risking her life for the human equivalent of a lump of ham. Caroline looks at her like, oh, is a bitch risking her life? Because I swear at the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> I thought we put the treat on the right, table and said right. we not killing nobody like what the fuck am I in danger what the fuck it's like Ellen thinks for a moment and then she gets up and she's like look the name of the superior alright and I might spare his life but I'm not patient so keep that keep that in mind I'm not patient but I'll give you some space to figure this out so Carolyn's like alright righty ho I guess this is over and she gets <laughs> up to leave but then turns around because she wants to be sure and she's like you're not gonna shoot me in the back right like you're not gonna do that cause that would be whack and Ellen says she's not that would be impolite impolite and Carolyn's like finally bitch you're learning good good <laughs> Good. Later. And then we are off to another scene. We are back with Pam and Fernanda. Yes. Pam has a brand new tactic. She is, I, I don't want to say putting on the Eeyore, but she's doing the humdrum. So she's showing up and Fernanda's energy is up high. She sees that Pam's energy is down low and she's like, oh, baby, what's the matter? Because, you know, she's trying to get everybody's spirits up because that is just how nice Fernanda is. And they're like, can, can we talk? And they go and they walk and I don't even know if Fernanda even notices. She is turning into an alleyway. I don't know that on any normal day that you get concerned about turning onto an alleyway because you're not assuming that your new co-worker is an assassin. <laughs> no, no, so. it's true. It's true. We can't blame Fernanda for this. No, I She know. was too innocently still in London when she really should have went back to Cuba or someplace else to make it harder for them to find her ass. But sadly, she's there in the alley with Pam who pulls out a needle <laughs> with something deadly, some deadly concoction she's cooked up. Fernanda's still trying to talk and be helpful and nice and give advice. Wants to know, why are you upset? Did someone upset you? Because if they did, I have advice for you. All right? And it's so sad because, Fernanda, I feel like some of this advice is what you got from Eve, but that's neither here nor there. It's neither here. Pam is worried about the kill. She's trying to prepare herself. She lunges at Fernanda eventually. It does not, it does not reap immediate success. They're going back and forth. And for a minute, I was like, Pam, I don't know. Pam, is this the job for you, bitch? Because you have dropped the needle. You're holding Fernanda by her belt. It's looking messy. Can no one see? Where are the other workers? Where's right, the owner of the place? I don't know. But she's able to hold on to that bitch. Yeah, she she's she able gets to... hit with a trash bag. Because mm -hmm. she... I'm like, Fernanda! She did something. You know, Fernanda didn't just go out like without a piece of no, lick. No, no. She got her licking. She did. She hit it with a trash bag. It just wasn't. She was enough. like, you don't have to do this. And I was like, maybe no. She does. She does have to do it. Pam does the murder mount and she mounts that hoe. Fernanda, please, for her life, it doesn't matter. And Pam just says, thank you for being kind to me. And it's so sad 
Then she injects Fernanda with something and Fernanda fucking dies. And Pam watches her die, but there's no villanelle enjoyment. There's just thoughts, pensive thoughts. And from there, we get another title card that says Mit Berlin. We see Eve talking to a motherfucking taxi driver. Yeah. Asking if Kreuzberg is far because she's on the hunt for Carolyn. The driver says no, but it's 10 minutes away. And then we see Eve pull up in that damn car. And another car is pulling out and Elena is still there. And Eve watches her get inside that damn car. And so naturally, she's like, oh, I am on the hunt. She asks the guy who is still standing there about the French woman who just left. She's like, I was supposed to meet her. Did she say where she was going? And he's like, no, but she was just here with this British lady. And Eve is like, oh, it's <laughs> the red hair. With the red hair, that bitch. And he's like, yes, yes. Eve wants to know if she's still here. And he's like, no, she left before like 15 minutes 15 ago. 15 minutes ago. Oh, shucks. So Eve is like, all right, thank you. And drives off with her taxi driver and tells the driver to follow that car. <laughs> because she's going to find out where the fuck Alain is staying at. And then we are back with Carolyn and Laws Ooh. at the cabin. And so this is Lars after receiving the news that yes what she wants is just the name of the superior and she will take it by any means necessary and he is lashing out he's having a mantrum everyone his mantrum he's he's devolved like he is destroying a chair and i'm like wow okay he's calling her okay. a whore he's saying all kinds of things <laughs> no, no no yeah yeah it's it's embarrassing it's bad. no and right carolyn looks embarrassed to be there and she says as much she's like this is embarrassing and apparently lars is willing to blow his brains out before he betrays another man for a woman and carolyn's like I yeah guess. all of that is somebody's business it's not mine i performed and committed to what i said i was gonna do so if you'll just give me that name that i asked for i could just be out and he's like well you want to know who killed your son carolyn it was you and i'm like no no, no we're not doing this this is not what we're doing the name you're bound by your honor just tell me the name and he storms out and i'm like wow takes his fishing pole and just walks off and carolyn is left there to wait again for information and then we're back to pam and constantine and they're at a roller disco this time they're having food a lot of time eating and getting to know each other but constantine is eating and pam is not and he wants to know why and it's because fernanda is still in his bitch mind mm -hmm. she's sad about it and pam talks about how she feels like it seems that fernanda was a good person constantine is like yo when his job gets easy that's when it's time to get worried so the fact that you feel like shit it's good. And then he asks about embalming and Pam says that she loved that shit and Constant wants to know like what are you doing with the 12? If you love embalming why are you here? Pam is basically like yo do you think I'm just shit? Like do you really think I'm just a shit fucking assassin? Like do you think I'm the worst trainee you've ever had? Because this is a fucking theme. Every fucking time we talk you are trying to make me quit. What the fuck is up? And Constantine says, no, he just normally doesn't train girls like her. It's usually people that don't seem to have any other chances or options for living a fucking life, making a life for themselves. And he wants to know, why are you here? Like, what are you doing here? And Pam says that it's because Alain is the first person to ever believe in her, which we've been new because Alain mm -hmm. is an excellent groomer. And she also thinks that she would be good at it, which obviously you would, could, and are already to a certain degree. And then she asks Constantine why he's here. And Constantine's like, look, <laughs> See bitch, what happened was. <laughs> things kind of snowballed. And it's like, that's putting it lightly, Constantine. Snowballed? That's, you also embezzled, bitch. Before Constantine could go further, that carnival dude skates up. He's saying some like hamster. hamster. Yeah, he was so so is. because he got her name the last time we met because he called her She Hulk and she was like, "Hi, I'm Pam." And he was like, "Hi, Pam." And she left and was like, "Bam, bye." And so he was like, "Pamster, hamster," and I was like, "Wow." Well, you with these pet corny. names? No, yeah. <laughs> he asked if she's gonna skate. Pam's energy. He's just like, "Fuck off." And he ultimately leaves. But then Constantine tells her that life is miserable and she needs to take the joy when it comes along. So apparently that is hut shenanigans. And she looks back towards this boy, walks over, takes him into a kiss. And there it is. It's a decently long kiss. And we linger in this scene for some reason. We do. And I hope we linger for the scene for Villanelle and Eve. That's all I will say about that because everyone is making out on this show but Eve and Villanelle. Make it make sense. Who knows? But then we are back with Elen waiting in her hotel for Sappho and death because <laughs> she's in this hotel on a phone being her boss self per usual. She's talking to Gun, and <laughs> she's saying that she's worried about her because she's not being herself and I'm sure that has to do with the fact that she knows Villanelle is not dead and she's like, of course you'll do better, have absolute faith, blah, 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 hangs up the phone and immediately goes to curse that bitch and call her an idiot because she's clearly upset that Gun didn't take care of business and it's like, girl, if you knew this, you should have checked under the bed right then and there. You should have been looking in your closet right then and there <laughs> right? if you knew Villanelle had not been taken out. But you did it. Instead, Elen finishes her champagne and starts to eat some chocolate when her phone rings. So she has to spit the chocolate out. Where did you put the chocolate? I don't know. I think you put it back in the wrapper. Hopefully you did. We don't know what's being said on the phone, but we hear her say, good, 
let's have Pam do it. So it's like, oh, a murder. She says it'll be a challenge. And I, I'm wondering who's next for dead. Oh, right. I'm used on the live. It's Eve, Constant, and Carolyn. Those are the top choices of who Ellen just had a hit put out for that Pam is going to do. And so I thought Pam is here to take out a main. Maybe she's here to take out more than one main. We shall see. Is she capable of doing more than one? TBD on that. But that is how that phone call ends. And she lays back on the bed. And we see that Villanelle is under this fucking bed as well. Mm -hmm. And then the lady in red farts because why not? Flatulence is a part of life, I suppose. And the wider, the writers wanted to remind us of that. Villanelle laughs at this fucking fart. She's like, really, bitch? Do you just fucking fart? And it looks like she's getting ready to cut the Achilles because she's had enough giggles about the fart. But then there was an interruption. It's a knock at the door. Uh -huh. and you're like, who is at the door? Who could it be? Who could be at that fucking door? Y'all already know who's at the door. Mm -hmm. It's Eve Palastri. <laughs> because, of course, it's Eve Palastri. I believe that Ellen totally knows the only person who would be knocking on her door is Eve motherfucking Palastri. After Ellen opens the door, she's like, oh, you're stalking me again? Which, immediately, I'm sure Villanelle's like, huh? What? Right, again, what right? It's uh, stalking. What's that mean? Uh-huh. But, of course, Eve has only one thing on her mind because that's Eve. Mr. 12, it's her bullshit. And she wants to know what the fuck Carolyn said. She's like, what the fuck did Carolyn say? What were y'all doing? And we see the shot of Villanelle under the bed like, oh shit, not my bitch being here. What, the, what is she doing? Eve, I know I gave you the info, but, Lynn, but not you being here already, damn bitch. You know, I feel like she's hearing about stalking and she's like, that's me behavior. That's me behavior. <laughs> and when I was on my stalking bullshit, I surely was up to my sapphic shenanigans, my gay mess. So Eve, if I have to infer what you've been up to, it's gay mess. And Villanelle will find out very shortly that Eve was oh, she indeed will. She will. up into that gay mess because... Well, those are fucking facts. Meanwhile, Ellen is talking about Carolyn and she's like, okay, so you were at the squad, of course. <sighs> of course, Eve. And Eve is like, are y'all working together? Give me some information. What are y'all doing? Because everyone keeps lying to me. <laughs> and Ellen is like, please, bitch. She, she wishes. wishes. She wishes wow. she was working with me. Wow. And then she offers Eve a drink because she's having champagne and she knows that Eve usually likes to have a drink. But Eve is more focused. She's seen Villanelle, so she says no. And I feel like it's an unintentional flirty no. Because when she said no, it was just way too soft. Like, no, if you yeah. guys go back, listen to the audio, how she's like, no. And I feel like that's her having the memory of her shenanigans in Paris. She's like, I know Cheers. why you're offering me a drink. I know what happened last time we had a drink, bitch. You're not going to, oh, okay. Am I, is this a blush? Maybe. Perhaps. I feel like Villanelle heard that blush underneath the bed. And she was like, I don't like any of what's happening out here. I don't like what it's indicating about what's happened that I'm not aware of. It's all bad news, bears. No, agreed. So after that flirty no. From Jeez. Eve, the flirty, reluctant now. <laughs> and the gaucheries from Eve. Alain continues on her sapphic bullshit with her tears. No shame. Once again, we are seeing Villanelle under the bed. Her blood pressure is rising fast. We can tell. Alain pours herself another glass of champagne. And after she cheers Eve, Eve is looking annoyed. She's like, hurry the fuck up. The way you keep sipping, the way you keep drinking, it's annoying me. Oh, my God. Alain finishes like the whole glass before she talks to Eve again. It's damn near empty. But isn't that the same thing that almost happened to Villanelle when she was getting groped at when she became a keeper, quote unquote? They was like, let's sit over here because it's more intimate. Here's some champy. Congratulations, champy. Let's clink. Ellen only flirted with Villanelle. Ellen has history with Eve. Oh, well, So it's, well, it's a different hmm. level. Oh, no, you're right. She continues with her sapphic shenanigans and is like, so I hear Villanelle had a lucky escape. And the way Kamoko Tin says, what a relief. It was brilliant. <laughs> Somebody give her an Emmy for just the way she said, what a relief. I really... This was probably the episode I enjoyed most with Camille playing Ellen because it was peak lesbian villain and I love her for it. Very cocky. Yes. Very sure of herself while looking good in a v-neck romper. A deep v-neck romper. Getting twisted off expensive champagne. I know that champagne was like 3000 a bottle. <laughs> living her best fucking life. Not giving a fuck about any danger. And I think that's why I love Ellen because she literally just saw Carolyn and it was on some new shit. You weren't expecting her. You were expecting Lars. Carolyn was there. You don't give a fuck. You just tried to kill Villanelle. It wasn't successful. You don't give a fuck. No, you were right. messing with Eve Palastri. She doesn't make any sense. She's in your room. And you are still walking around strutting your shit. Yes. Like, hey, whatever. And so I can't help but love a cocky, villainous bitch like that. And she has no fear. Instead, Sappho presses Ellen on because she is fearless. Mm -hmm. And she continues. And this is, this is the jaunt to death for her. Because she's like, so, we have a bath. You kiss me. And now you come to my hotel. And it was giving Villanelle... To Nico. <laughs> no, right. She came to my flat in Paris, got in my bed. Right. She it was, was doing no, right. the same thing. I know Villanelle was having flashbacks. She said, not me stalking. Like, she's stalking <laughs> like me. And now she's now she's being jaunty. So it was all too much for Villanelle. I really thought she was about to jump out right then and there. But Alain had to take it one step further, one step even further. And she gestures 
She gestures to the bed, to the boudoir. She pats very flirtily. And she's like, come on, Eve, come over here. And you know! And you know what? We just have to be honest about what Alain was thinking about. Alain has her priorities straight. She was probably like, look, Eve, why don't we fuck now, physically, and I'll fuck your mind later. No, like, you right. know I no, do. Right, right, like, you right. know I do. Like, yeah, we're enemies, but we can also be lovers. Like, it's fine. Like, you know how Sappho do? We can both be adults. And so I think Ellen fully intended to get onto the sapphic jaunt with Eve and then do some bullshit, as usual. No, no, no. Yeah. After the fact. Probably try to shoot Villanelle again in front of that bitch face right after the O, because Elena's so rude. But sadly, she doesn't get that far because Villanelle knows what she's up to. She's not going to let it happen. Eve is not going to sit next to this bitch, and she cuts her Achilles tendon. Both of them. Both. It's quick. Okay. It looks like it hurts. Oh, yeah. Eve is like, oh, shit, what? Somebody under the bed? And Villanelle rolls out from that shit. Right. And Elena's standing up for a second. I don't even know how Elena's still standing up for that second, but she is. But it's not for long because Villanelle comes and kicks her from the back and says, get on the floor, bitch. And circles the fuck around and gives Eve this look. Oh, mm. It is a look. Her hair is in her mm. face. She mm. is big mad, big jealous, and there's no hiding it. I don't think she wants to hide it, nor could she hide it. If she wanted to hide it, it's out there. We know what's happening. She was technically already mad at Eve, but this is something new. It does not compare to sapphic shenanigan anger based off Elaine, and that's what we're seeing. Elaine, she on the ground, she on her knees. She grabs her big ass jaunty, expensive bottle of champagne, right? And she gets a few licks in. Oh, she, she whacks Villanelle in the leg. Looks like it hurts, and she knocks the knife out of Villanelle's hands. One, two for Elaine, and it's right in Eve's direction. Who picks it up and? <laughs> She moves toward Villanelle, oh, and Villanelle fucking flinches because she's like, bitch, I don't even know what's up with you, which is both sad and hilarious for me because it is parity for episode eight of series two. Like I said on the live that Eve was genuinely concerned. Villanelle could mark her, even though she did not at the time when she chose Aaron. And this is that growth that Villanelle's like, yo, you a murderous bitch too. And you surely could stab me. And then Elaine takes this moment to be like, oh my God, gay mess. And she's like, Eve, this is hilarious because she out here calling Eve's name like she's fucking Constantine. Ellen, I don't know what you thought you did in the bath. I don't know what you thought you did during reality TV. But the fact that you really thought, you really thought you could call Eve's name and she was going to help you for what? Do what for you? Like, oh my God. So Eve had to remind her mm-hmm. of how wrong she was. Just like when she was like, first Villanelle, now me. And Eve was like, hold up, hold up. You're thinking too highly of yourself. <laughs> and she gets this fucking look like, oh, bitch, oh, hell the fuck no, you did not. She goes to throw that knife back to Villanelle. It is an Eve Palastri throw. So it right. nearly slices Villanelle. She's like, bitch. But Villanelle is able to retrieve that knife, puts it in her mouth. Elaine at this point is trying to climb onto the bed uselessly to get her phone or whatever. Maybe she had a laser gun, a taser. She doesn't get it. Doesn't oh, no, matter. no. Villanelle yeah. pulls her by the legs. Right. She's like, Which come here, bitch. Hurts. Right. Knife in her fucking mouth like she about to tango for real. Murder tango. And Elaine is on the floor. And before you know it, Villanelle's in her murder mount, as I like to call it. Elena's pinned, and of course, Eve has been transfixed the entire time, just like mm-hmm. <gasps> on the brink, edging right, as it right, were, uh-huh, as she yep, watches yep, Villanelle. Like, yep. It's ridiculous. So after Villanelle has mounted Elaine, Elaine accepting her fate, and she's like, Well, Sappho, I guess this is it. Chloe, I've left you everything. Carry on <laughs> in my name, bitch. Carry on in my fucking name. She pulls Villanelle close, and she's like, Make it glorious, bitch. Like, don't have me out here like I heard you were trying to do Carolyn with a wrench. Make it glorious. And in that moment, Villanelle gives a direct look to Eve. She takes Elaine by the face, pushes that bitch back, turns her head to the side, and cuts her throat E to E while watching Eve. It's very jaunty. Yeah, I I don't know how... Very much misandry. I don't know how Eve was still standing after that. Very fantastic. I felt like, you know that meme where girls like, stand up! Like, there was no way I was going to be standing up after that. That was... That was... I had to hold something. That was... That was deep. That was intense. That it was. Eve Palastri was... has an intensity inside of her. She can stay on her feet. Mm. Mm. Raymond at this point was like two years ago for her. So this is the kind of growth we need to fucking see. Not enough growth because we really need a conversation. But Eve definitely takes every bit of it in. She's enjoying every second of it. And after they share a moment, an extended moment, a look, a lot of looks. And word on the street is that Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer improvised this murderous O oh moment, the face acting that was happening, because it was everything that was happening in eyes and body language, not in words. And I suppose we can get to that clip later that is on the internet circling around about them talking about improvising in that moment, but kind of an indictment for the writers, but also confirmation that they know their characters best because yes. that was played wonderfully. Sadly, though, as Villanelle is sitting atop Ellen, breathing hard and looking at Eve, who has her mouth covered in shock and awe. Mm-hmm. 
Villanelle eventually puts the knife down and stands up, never breaking eye contact with Eve. And you can tell she's waiting for this hoe to say something. She's like, Eve, say something. Tell me you love me. Tell me it was fantastic. It was good for you as it was for me. Something. My clown makeup was fully on. I was waiting. Like, I baby, I thought, can explain. I was... No, I was actually thinking I love you. That was uh, that was what I wanted. Oh. Was, was like, and I love you. I do. But from Eve, because it just was like a burst from that moment. And imagine the next scene. Y'all know it would have been straight to the boudoir. Mm-hmm. It would have went straight to the bed. Sapphic shenanigans on 10. But that's not what happens, even though a bed is right there. Right Champagne there. Champagne is right there. Right Eve there. Eve Palastri's fucking annoying. And she's quiet. She's quiet. She's just quiet and she drops her hands, revealing her fucking horny as hell face, which potentially wasn't the best move because she has nothing to say except let's do what gay girls do. Gals being pals, Villanelle just drops her head though, like damn Gina, and goes to leave. She goes to leave and Eve is just still in awe of this woman she can't say shit to, apparently, and asks almost breathlessly, like, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? As she turns to follow Villanelle exiting and Villanelle just says, I'm done with you. And my heart, it crumbled, it broke. She just walks out and Eve deserved that shit. She really did deserve that shit, but it hurts. And she leaves Eve there, who turns back to look at Elen's corpse, still bleeding the fuck out, mouth agape, as it finally starts to settle the fuck in that she fucked up. I think in that moment, once the doors close and the silence has returned, Eve is like, wait a minute, that's not the way I wanted that to go. But, you know, this is the season of you stopping your own blessings, Eve Palastri. So this is what we're doing. This is what was done. And that is how that incredible scene ends. And without a doubt, the best scene of Killing Eve so far for series four. Hopefully topped in episode eight. TBD. TBD. But it was a very jaunty. No, Extremely well acted. Extremely well executed scene. Thank you to all involved. Bravo. Yes. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Oh, from this... Uh... Amazing high. We get a cut to Eve Palastri on the on the ground. It's a high She's, to a low. We end with a right, low. We right. start on highs. No, we go low. We right. go back high. We go back low. Right. We see Eve on the ground She's in the park. The She's low. She's low. Sad. Depressed. Wallowing. Uh, I guess she, it's hitting her like she has no leads. Like she's like, what? What is your next step, Eve Palastri? Like you don't even know. You don't even know what Carolyn is. Like you don't know. Like hopefully you took. A piece of phone. You took something. Hopefully. What was in that purse? We don't know if you took. Who knows? But you are down on the ground. You're like, wow, I'm really in Berlin. I'm in Berlin and I'm so close to what I want. But whatever that extra ounce is that I need to actually get what I want, I don't have it. And does that mean my journey ends here? All of it? It all ends here? I think that the 12 is a distraction for her. And what she is or isn't doing, as I've said in past muses, when it comes to Villanelle, Villanelle has just said she's done with her. And I believe personally that Eve realized that she absolutely does not want Villanelle to be done with her, just like she realized she did not want Villanelle dead or out of her life after she was shot. How is she going to live with herself? How is she going to deal with the fact Villanelle's gone and how shitty she absolutely feels? If there's no distraction of the 12, if there's no one to chase, if there's no leads to follow up on to keep it moving versus sitting sedentary to be like, holy fuck. I'm not happy. I don't like this. All the decisions I thought I wanted to make, they're all bad. They're decisions I don't fucking want now, but I'm stuck to deal with them because there's nothing else for me to do. That's why she's sitting in the park. There's nothing for her to do but sit there and fucking wallow and drink booze. And then Foe fucking calls her to save her once again because that's that's what Foe does this season. He saves mm-hmm. Eve over and over and over again. And the first thing he says after he calls her is Cobra Cab Berlin. Eve wants to know what the fuck that is. And he says that Carolyn paid for a taxi with them in the morning. And Eve is extremely grateful because she is down bad. She is desperate. She is the lowest she's been this season. She's tearful. And you can tell that she just has nothing left. No Villanelle. No Ellen. No Carolyn. No Leeds. No O. No Hope! Eve Palastri, except for Foe, which is another tragedy in and of itself. And I hope you know this, Eve, because my God. Foe ends it by saying, don't get yourself killed. Don't get yourself killed. TBD on that Foe. She hangs up and we're done. And then we're actually at Cobra Cab in fucking Berlin. Eve is arriving. So here's Eve Palastri at this cab stand. They're playing like metal. The music's loud. It finally gets turned down as she gets to Cabby's attention because she wants to know where this woman, where did she go? Where... Did she take her trip? And he's like, I don't really. If people don't interfere with me, I don't interfere with them. It's a moral code. Moral code. So she, Eve Palastri in, uh, let's let's call this a stroke of of canon genius. She's like, well, let me me tell you a little bit about my former boss. Okay. Uh, She got me suckered into her little pawned international killing ring. She got me shot and she never paid me. So how does that work for your moral code? And he's like, whoa, wait. What? She's like, is that breaking the moral code? And he's like, damn right it is. Bitch. Like, that's not cool. 
And I was mostly excited that Eve admitted that she never received a single paycheck. Jess was reading her to film in series two. She And was. she never got paid. She still is paying for the hotel because she apparently has a job. But will the show end <laughs> with us seeing Eve at work? Maybe I'll throw that wild muse into the air. Will I see Eve at work one time before the show is done? I'm going to say yes because the show has given me so many scenes. I did not need or ask for that I will oh. say that I will see Eve working. She will be at work, perhaps with foe, doing security stuff. And they will give that to me before the show ends because they have said that Eve didn't get paid by Carolyn. So anything's possible. Anything we will see Eve possible. at fucking work. And I, I don't, this scene seemed like one of those, like kind of filler. It served a purpose, but what were we really doing here? He ultimately makes a phone call to some person and it's like, homie, or something very strange. It was, it was odd to me. It's very weird. Oh, yeah. The way he says it and says he's calling in a favor. There's a lady looking for a woman who jumped out of his cab and into their cab. And he ultimately hangs up and Eve is like, well, bitch, like, what's up? And he just pats the seat next to him. Eve's got this face like, really, dude? And I'm like, oh, guess we have to just spend time with this guy right. before we get information. Waving game. Right. And then we see him with his nunchucks playing badly in front of the garage for Eve trying to entertain her as they wait. Right. The, uh, the driver. Mm-hmm. The music's blaring and everything. And I'm like, this, this, this is an aesthetic. This could be somebody's jam. Uh, it's not Eve's jam. Eve's not having a good time. It's because the nunchucks are bad. <laughs> nunchucks are very entertaining if you are doing something cool with them. That he was just spinning them. There was no skills there to be had. And finally, we get the other cab driver pulling up and honking, and it's Fred. And apparently, Carolyn got to ride with Fred. Fred gets out. is a whole ass vibe. Says mm-hmm. that they drove the British lady, but they get so many fares and stuff <laughs> that they can't remember. It's hard to remember. And Eve is like, I don't have the time. Right. If you want to bribe, just say it, bitch. How much do you want? And she takes out a 50. And the other dude is like, whoa, whoa, chill. 50 is a lot. Like, that's too much. And Fred is like, I'll take 20. And Eve is like, well, do you, you have, have change? change? <laughs> the way I stole this money, I don't have change. It, like, I can just imagine because he's like, wait, first off, you haven't been paid. So you're looking to be repaid. And you're over here pulling a 50. So, like, I mean. Oh, she's a criminal. No, well, she just we said she was no, in a know. crime syndicate. <laughs> There's all kinds of reasons Eve right. should have money. Right. Despite not getting paid. 